Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I saw the stylish kids in the right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. My name's Marcus, and Luke's here. I'm back, hello. Yeah, you All are. Right. How you doing? It's lovely to see you. It's great to be back. And the listeners will be thinking, it's lovely to hear you. Well, we'll the jury's out. Is it? We'll wait and see. Yes, indeed yeah. we will. Jim. Yeah, I'm still back. Lovely. So, thanks. Uh, Pete's not here. No, he's, uh, he's in... He's gone to South Korea. South Korea this time. (laughs) I'm convinced that Pete's famous in in that part of the world and he's just not let on to us. There was once a a thing thing that Adam and Joe did, wasn't there, where they made up a fake band and took them to Japan and did a signing and basically a lot of marketing. (laughs) And and there were loads of Japanese kids there saying, oh, you're my favourite band, I love them, I love all their stuff. They never released anything. They completely made up. So that's probably what Pete's done in South Korea. Pete's gone to South Korea and Japan. It's a really, really delayed World Cup. He's reliving the World Cup 2002. (laughs) It's it's, it's the way forward. He's gone with Ronaldo. like a revisiting uh, <laughs> tour. Mm. My goodness. Um, well, yeah, he'll, he'll be back um, 
soon enough. I knew we shouldn't have started a one-in-one-out policy. No, When exactly. there was just the three of us. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we regret that. We we'll have to but, re, uh, uh, rethink that. But, you know, the thrilling three are here, ladies and gentlemen, and so are you, and that's all we need for a good old-fashioned ramble. Former Everton, Spurs, Fulham and Wales player Simon Davis was rep- uh, recently said to be playing for his hometown club amateur side, Solver FC, which is quite remarkable, really. He's only 34. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was a good player, Simon Davis. He was Davis. a good player. I'm amazed Everton, that no one's Spurs, come in Fulham. there. I think he's got 58 Wales caps. Yeah, he's, he, I mean, that's a, he's probably still decent. He scored in the Europa League, was it, semi-final? Did he score in the final? Was it I'm Simon not sure. Davis? I mean, some players do really, really drop off. But, mm. I, can, I mean, he was never exactly like a, a luxury footballer, was he? He was no. very much a kind of functional player. So I'm yeah. amazed by that. I think biology demands that because I'm 34 on Saturday, I cannot... I, I, deal with the fact that he might not be good still so <laughs> I'm sure he is still good get your birthday cards in um, uh, yeah so he finished with Fulham in 2013 because Martin Yell said he was not going to be a, a first team regular yeah so he thought it's mm. quite a drop off isn't it yeah. it really is though <laughs> Martin Yell ruined that club so, so many of those Fulham players were delighted to not be first team regulars <laughs> I, like, yeah, I could spend more time just doing whatever I want can yeah. I go out on loan slamming around <laughs> yeah that's fine yeah, yeah. Um, right. Also, you think that some players, I mean, you know, classic example would be someone like Ryan Giggs or Paul Scholes, who didn't really want to play at a lower level. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, technically these players could play on and on, of couldn't they? And obviously Simon Davis has thought, well, I'll just go and play with my mates. I'll, I'll, yeah. It's yeah, taken yeah, a year, exactly. a year of thinking, do I really think Did Teddy Sheringham do a similar thing, like after he finally actually stopped playing? Well, Sheringham was 40 41, was he? Yeah, ridiculous. Colchester was his last club, I think. I, right. think, that, I think Simon Davis would. Prefer just, I mean, he'd be independently wealthy now anyway, so mm. you prefer to play with his pals rather than take it too seriously. I think he's playing with his brother. I think he played with this team before he, um, right, he obviously went down mm. the professional. I hope some of the same players are still there and have had a, have just been, it, been in the whole time. I think they are, really, because I think his, his brother was playing. But if you, wow. th- if you think of how, if you're a good quality footballer, but you're never really going to become a top pro, um, then if you play in the non-league, it becomes quite a slog. I mean, you took, I mm. mean, a good example of this would be Charlie Austin, who was a bricklayer and he played for Paul Town. Mm. He used to get up at 5am, go and lay bricks all day, then go train Tuesdays and Thursdays yeah. or whatever it was, then yeah, play Saturday, sometimes play Tuesday nights. That's a, that's a slog for not much oh, money. Yeah. So yeah. you can understand why a lot of good quality players Drop at that off. level would rather just play with their pals. Because mm. you know, you're not going to make a living out of it. That's right. So maybe, the, maybe the, uh, the quality of that level of football could be a lot better, but it's not because they, they can't make the numbers work, basically. Didn't David Batty famously... Do a bit of handyman work in the afternoons because he? he used to train a few hours in the morning and he never really <laughs> saw it as a proper. I know career. that Stuart Pierce used to be a plumber and electrician. Maybe it was, yeah, maybe right. it was Pierce. I think it was Pierce. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, just right, to right, keep right. his hand in, I think. Yeah, and also, yeah, because I, I think it's. A, I mean, it's a more serious point though. Is the fact that probably when he first started playing, there wasn't that much money in the game, mm. so he probably had to think about what he was going to do when he retired. And stuff. Well, certainly, yeah. I've yeah. never heard confirmation that, uh, that Stuart Pierce ever stopped doing that. Maybe he's <laughs> still doing that. Just <laughs> yeah. It's a good point, Jim. Well, I suppose we should ask a question then. Mm. Um, if you could choose a player to turn out, a Welsh player specifically, to turn out for you know a Saturday or Sunday team that you have played for or maybe haven't played for, but you've got <laughs> it in your mind, a team, um, who, who would you like to choose, Jim? Who would you play down the park with you and your mates? Um, I would choose... Um, Welsh player. I would choose John Hartson because I yep. honestly think... Yep. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I could get away with it without anyone <laughs> realising he was a former pro. Even if they did go, is that... Is that John? No. no. What did a friend of the Ramble, Bob DeMello, once say about John Hartson? Like, his calf muscles are so big it made him feel sick. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently they're like proper sides like of ham. Christmas ham. They're like torso. Yeah, I yeah. can imagine that. Yeah. But, it, but it, it is like a man made of ham. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, but the good ham. Yeah, yeah <laughs> high quality ham. Yeah, that athletic ham. Thick not ham that, that Rocky would punch. Not over, you <laughs> know, to get himself ready for the a... sort of ham that can power in a header in a packed six yard box. <laughs> John Hamson. Yes. Um, I, he would be an excellent choice because. The game at that level is very physical. Absolutely. And and all nine outfield players just could just get behind him mm. and, and just be with power. He would them be through. absolute nuisance at some <laughs> level. It would be a nightmare. Yeah. Like but a pace got, wouldn't matter. But you can't you just for, bombard them aerially. Yeah, but would. don't forget, he did have a bit of quality. Yeah, of course. He did, yeah. John Hart's so fantastic in the air. Yeah. And the ball is in the air a lot at that yeah. level. And it's, if you're playing up front with him, for how many flick ons would you get? I think it's a great signing, Jim. I really yeah. do. <laughs> I, think you've I, think I think the lads are going to be really pretty. You've put well there. That's a great signing. Got a good yeah. example to look up to there. Yeah. Luke, who are you going for? I'll go for another big man named John. Yes. John Charles. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, mm. I just think that John Charles, I mean, you, you, because you specifically said in the question a player that you'd like to play with. Mm. And obviously, I, I'm a terrible centre back and he's a, was a brilliant centre back. I sort of thought he'd get a bit of an opposite track going on because he was never booked <laughs> or sent off. He was like a, he was known as the gentle giant. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Classy man. Well, he could even score for he, he could also play up front. He was a world class striker mm. and centre back. Mm. Mm. I think I'd and really enjoy playing with him. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you want to go up for this corner? Yeah. You go, John. Yeah. You yeah. Go. So you let um, John Charles score and then you put him in defence and you just sit out for one nil every, every time. Uh, yeah, I like time. the I like the idea of going home after the game and and yeah, Mrs. Webb saying, "How did you get on? Yeah, we won again. Yeah, clean sheet. Oh, wow, well, you're doing really well. Yeah, yeah. John, John Charles playing next to her, next to you. So, yeah, what's he like? Yeah, he's yeah, he's good. Yeah. He, he let me have the busy. whole of the second half off. Very busy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's Juventus's greatest ever overseas player. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, if you check out the profile on the website of, oh, of yes, John yeah, Charles. Good point. And I'd, I mean, the notion could be passed that he's the greatest British player of all time. Some, some people will argue that. Some people mm. will argue that. Um, I'd go for another um, Welsh great and British great. Um, Big Neville Southall. Oh, yeah. nice. Imagine him Be really effective. <laughs> Even now. Neville Southall in his pomp, yeah. possibly the best keeper in the world. Uh, on his day he's up there yeah and so I mean yeah I think people forget quite how good he was or just never knew quite how yeah. good he was because he what, was kind of the last era before I, before that kind of hype around players a lot I guess didn't he sue his own daughter and then became like a disgusting mess uh, I, th- <laughs> I think that might that's also what, but that's what I'm saying. that's, what, legend, that's yeah. what people don't remember him yeah <laughs> He was a brilliant keeper, absolutely superb. He was, he yeah. was excellent. Well done, she's your own daughter. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we said um, before about people only realize, thinking that Gary Lineker makes puns and sells Chris. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Great, great player. Um, yeah, I think I'm right in saying that Gary Long... Gary Lineker? <laughs> Gary Lineker has been advertising crisps for longer than he played football. Mm. Well, I suppose so, yeah. Both noble professions. Indeed. Mm. <laughs> Indeed. Um, uh, but Big Nev would be one of those ones, like you say, with, with Big John Hartson, that you, he could play and no one would know. Yeah. All, all, all of a sudden, you know what I'm thinking? Yep. Neville South or John Charles, John, John Hartson. Um, that is a spine. <laughs> <laughs> I just do a little shift in centre mid. And at various points of the spine, there's a lot of fat protecting it. There is, yeah. Um, but, but Neville South at that level would be the type of keeper that would turn out, because obviously he's a bit of a big lad now. Mm. Um, the, and the opposition would go, oh, here we go, lads. Stick yeah. it in at the corners. You'd run through Too on sharp. goal. Yeah, um, but he would Southall would just wait there, but he would pounce at the right moment. It's like you remember mm. our ramble keeper, Big Pav. Oh yeah, he doesn't look like an athlete. He won't mind me saying that. He's a great he, keeper, ridiculous keeper. Like when he come out for corners, mm. I, I've, I've seen him come out for corners and completely take out like three players. In his way. <laughs> keeper, everyone's on the floor. Yeah. You've got a call for it. No one else is anywhere near you. They're yeah. all on the deck. Yeah, indeed. I, I think. Um, 
I think I think Luke's got the points with John Charles. You can't really argue. That. Yeah, I think between Charles and Hartson, I'm not going to argue that one. Yeah. I Although like... you were about to, because you felt aggrieved for a moment, because John yeah. Hartson's it was a good start. Well, well, I mean, if you if you, I mean, you're not going to argue. I mean, it, mine, mine is alive. Yeah, true. Is the one argument I would but, have. But in the, mm. in, Jim, you got to answer. Oh, you got to answer this in their pomp. Is John Charles going to have John Hartson in his pocket? Yes, he is. <laughs> isn't he? he is, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, you could also say that uh, these points don't mean anything. They don't. Um, mm. But let's not go down that road because the listeners will be terribly disappointed Absolutely. if they ever heard us don't say that. Don't let them know that. Yeah. Uh, so, wonderful start. There we go. Uh, Premier League. Mm. Um, talking of wonderful starts, eh? Aston Ruddy Villa. Yeah. I th- Liverpool still can't quite believe it. And they can't cope with them. I mean, obviously, last season it was—I think it was two all at Anfield, and Villa were quite unlucky not to uh, not to get yeah, a win. Yeah, scored in that game as well. I think. It, it's strange, isn't it, how certain teams um, are such a bogey side to others? Yeah. Do you know? I mean, they've really got their number. Do you think it was Roy Keane on the bench looking absolutely terrifying wearing that black and grey beard? Yeah. It's like a badger. Luke, it's not going grey. It's not going yeah. grey, is it? It's just it's grey and black. <laughs> but yeah, there's, yeah. There's no... It'll be that colour till he dies, probably. Mm. He, he, I'm not sure he will die. No, he won't. If he could die, in theory. Um... Him and Keith Richards, just be him just, just <laughs> yeah. alive at the end of time. And how much would R- Keith Richards annoy Roy Keane? Yeah. Yeah, he would. He so would. Yeah, yeah. He'd, he'd, he'd talk. He'd have like. He'd be annoyed that he had no like discipline. And, yeah, like, yeah. Even yeah. though Keith Richards was the only other human on the planet, Keane would just leave. <laughs> yeah, he would. Yeah. <laughs> we should probably bomb Keith Richards a bit. We should probably get together, you know, and strengthen numbers. And stuff. No, prefer the cockroaches to you, you prick. <laughs> Go if away. They, if they were the last, fuck off. If, <laughs> if they were the last two human beings on earth, yeah. And for whatever reason, um, just bear with me. They were to get married. I think Roy Richards or Keith Keane would sound quite nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think that I think that Roy Keane quite likes a lot of Rolling Stone songs, almost b- despite himself. Yes, he doesn't agree with the lifestyle mm. and the lack of discipline and yeah, how they yeah, lived yeah. their lives. But he, he taps his foot to, to brown know, sugar. They're, they're, still going. they're still he's going. <laughs> they're pretty disciplined in their it's, own way. He probably respect that. He respects them now. He's the yeah. only male now. He likes them more now because <laughs> of their disciplined regime. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. he still won't talk to him. Are you sure I don't have to track back, Roy? And that sums up <laughs> Liverpool Aston Villa. Let's move on. Yeah. I, th- I think that uh, I think Keane has done a pretty good job alongside Lambert there because you'd have to say that. Last season they were they were they weren't that great and of course there were different different situations. But, but against Liverpool they got the they got the point last season. I'm saying. Yeah, but I th- I think that. Um, but what I'm saying. Yeah, what fine. I'm, I can't really remember that game. But but this. Too old. Th- yeah. yeah, I remember the score. I, I think that um, th- th- this weekend just gone. That Liverpool were just they had no tempo. I I, I couldn't believe that um, Rogers didn't start Sterling. I mean, well, I think it's quite sensible at the same time. That obviously it's it's a bit of a gamble that's cost him. But Sterling is 19 and he it's. He needs to protect him to some degree, or he'll just burn out. We're seeing players peak earlier and earlier. But we're only four games into the season. Of course, yeah. And, but and he's, 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 you know, he's had an England game as well, and he was true. at the World Cup. That's fair. So. But he, they're playing Ludogorets tonight. Yeah. Or just but rest him then. Yeah. They're not a very good team. Still, but it's your first Champions League game for a little while. Yeah. What is it? A few Actually, seasons? yeah, and Sterling has never played in the Champions League. He needs that experience, perhaps, against, uh, with respect to them, uh, uh, an easier side than Real Madrid. But to flip it on you, though, I would say then it's worrying, if you're going to look at it that way, which is absolutely fine, it's worrying then that Liverpool look like a team without a catalyst, without Sterling, mm. in it, given he's only 19, and if he's not... Uh, able to play every game well to flip reverse that on you <laughs> they are, <laughs> they are yeah. missing Daniel Sturridge I just want to work out where I am 
Yeah, fine, go on, carry yeah. on. I think you're back to where you were. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but they're missing Sturridge as well, so that's, that's obviously True. a big miss for them. And, you know, there's players like... Markovic look, look decent, but obviously, you know, mm. he's still betting in as well, and same with Balotelli. And but did you know, have had a good start? They have. I, I, These I, results going to happen. I'm sure we'll talk about it in a minute. I don't want to take anything away mm. from them, but Liverpool's best results and their most no- notable eye-catching performances last season were when they got the ball to the front men quickly. OK, I didn't have Sterling and Suarez. Uh, sorry, Sterling, Suarez or, or Sturridge. That's, that's a big thing. Mm. But these players who are coming in, this is Liverpool they're playing for. You know, they've they got to really push for their place. They should be... Um, Moving the ball quickly, playing with tempo. The way they'll beat Villa at home, a team, well, they can't now because it's happened, but the way they would have beaten Villa at home would have been by moving the ball quickly and mm. overwhelming them at Anfield. That's how, that's, how they, that's how they did things last season. Yeah. And Henderson aside, who's been excellent so far this season, um, I thought they were really disappointing. I really did. And I, I thought Villa were good. I thought Villa closed them down quickly, worked hard, played to a specific game plan that, that really came off for them. And they're playing with confidence at the moment because they're, they're undefeated and they're second on the table or whatever. Um, so they deserve credit for that. But whenever a team like Liverpool lose a game at home you've always got to look at them because they're such a big team mm, they're such mm. a talented team and a big club and, and of course Aston Villa deserve credit but those sort of games are Liverpool's to lose and they well, lost it and that's going to immediately be a worry for them because that was what they were so good right until the end really uh, eradicating losses and this has been a problem for Liverpool for the entirety of the Premier League era really just losing those games that Mm. you wouldn't expect them to lose that you think they should lose and uh, should win rather and for that to creep back in is obviously going to be a problem I also think Jim to expand on that slightly if you are going to do what Liverpool insist on keeping on doing which is making stupid mistakes and concealing goals from set pieces and defensive slip passes, which they have done for the last 18 months you've got to make it count in front of goal Mm. if you don't make it out front a goal and you don't move the ball quickly and create chances for yourself um, and, and you know make those chances count you're always going to get come on stop because teams yeah. are always going to pressure you from set pieces in the Premier League that's just how it is the goal was so muddled wasn't it like oh there was goodness. just consistently throughout the Liverpool defence really you poor, could see yeah. people looking at other players thinking well where yeah. were you where, almost where was I supposed to be there was mm. a very real lack of organisation yeah, I mean, even with, you can say that, oh, well, Balotelli was starting up front and Adam Lallana was starting as well. But yeah. they're two very experienced Premier League Absolutely, players. Absolutely, yeah. But Balotelli was a little bit out of sorts. I think he, I don't think he's fully matched fit at the moment and he's still adapted to a new system. Lallana, was it Lallana's debut? Yeah, it was. It, yeah, okay, so, I mean... There was still a moment between them. Where oh, yeah, I wonder whether, I don't know whether Lallana, it's early to say, but I said this when they signed him, I don't know whether he'll be a great signer for them. I just don't think... Such it, a big price tag. It is a big price tag. That's going to prey on his mind. He's not a quick player. They moved the ball quickly when they're at the best. I'm not sure Can if he, he finished there. a whole game. The, the price well, Southampton used to be he, he taken used, off. Wasn't he, he used to be dra- minutes. He used to be dragged north a lot. I Southampton, think yeah. we got to look at the fact that he's an England international. He's an English player, obviously as well. So um, his price and he had an is inflated. Mm. So I think. Is Lalana there as squad depth? Really, I don't think they're going to be playing him every for, single time. For I know money, for 20, I know for the money, but remember that, as I say, like, he's obviously costing a lot more because he's English. I mean, are they expecting him to sort of finish every game and mm. like be a, be the main man? I Who don't knows? know if they are. They got they're competing on more fronts, I suppose, exactly. this season as well. Yeah. Well, indeed, yeah, absolutely. But Aston Villa, though, were excellent. Yeah, and uh, they've got they've got some tidy players. I mean, I think Cleverly's. I think it was a certainly nice decent yeah. move. Wasn't certainly it? good for him to get out of the firing line like that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I think at Manchester United, they were so lightweight in the centre of the pitch. He's just not going to have season. so much. He's just not going to have so much attention. It's almost the opposite to Lallana. Lallana's mm. gone the opposite way. He's, mm. he's going to have attention on him every time he plays. But Cleverly's quite a nice 
tidy player in possession when he's all he's concentrating in is playing the short pass and yeah. doing little shuttle runs. Yeah. At Manchester United, there was no real kind of dominant or workhorse type players in the centre no. for them. I can see him and Delph being quite a nice little exactly. complimentary partnership. I mean, Delph yeah. was obviously great for England as well. He's a, he's a good player, Delph. Um, so they were quite a nice little side villain. Boy, uh, Nathan season. Baker at the back is very good as well. Yeah, I, solid, I, yeah, it'd be interesting. I mean, hopefully they can... They can keep this up and it won't tail off and they'll be fine relegation well, the, the or thing, that The thing the is, table. they've already got over a quarter amount of points and need to stay up already. Mm. Well, it's yeah, exactly yeah. it. And I f- you feel sorry for those Villa fans. I mean, they're in a normal city like Burbank, a great big club. We've said it before. Sure, ah, well, that's well, the Villa fans. It's, it's, it's the Randy Lerner thing, isn't it? He doesn't, he doesn't want to invest too much in the squad. I mean, we, we sort of quite widely derided their signings, didn't we? The players they've signed uh, in the summer, like Richardson and Cole and stuff like that. But at least be working for them so far. Well, yeah, I mean, Richardson's I know Richardson's got a little bit of quality. He did okay. I thought he did okay. Yeah, I mean, he had just a few nice moments with. Um, was it F- Fulham? Yes, it was uh, last season. Yeah. So, yeah, well, more power to their elbows. Indeed. Eh? Um, Arsenal played Manchester City do two all. Great game. Well, it was nearly cracker. a great start. Mm, so, such a shame for him. You know, it, and it was, us and me. It was a lovely. <laughs> but specifically, you. It mm. was a lovely ding, and it's, and you you always sort of think because it was such. Um, it was nearly such a great goal. You think, Has he dinked oh, it too well? Yes. A dink's getting harder to score. Mm. Yeah. Did he? Yeah. Was the connection on the dink too pure? <laughs> a dink's um, getting harder to dink. Well, it would appear. But if he'd have scored, it was really great. But if that was just a regular finish where he tried to slot past the keeper and hit the post, he would have maybe got, oh, there's Welbeck missing a good chance. Yeah, yeah. So interesting point, if he was going to miss a one-on-one, it's best to miss it in extravagant fashion. Yeah, but it's good to see that he's starting with confidence. Well, yeah. Well, he got two for England, didn't he, which yeah, obviously helped him. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, he'll benefit from playing for the middle for sure. I thought it was a really good game, brilliant mm. game. And I thought Arsenal showed an awful lot of... Um, a lot of balls to come back after going to goal Absolutely. down. I mean, Such a good team. What, what is um, a little bit of a worry, this is the same for Liverpool as well, actually, is, um, or actually, I'll clarify that point in a bit. Um, <laughs> one of the great things about Arsenal last season was our defensive solidity, other than the games where we got hammered away from home. Like, uh, we were a lot more defensively sound, and that was throughout the team, but we are making silly little mistakes, and the comparison with Liverpool is a lot of good work from last season seems to have gone undone and needs to be re-established, because, I mean, like, the both goals were criminal, really, just really, mm. really silly, poor defending, and could have been avoided, and, I mean, I'm not saying, like, that Arsenal was a better team and deserved to win it, because we could easily have lost it a couple of times late on, mm. and, and yeah, but Alex- Alexis Sanchez's goal was fantastic. Yeah, it was great to see him hit the ground running as well. It's his third goal for Arsenal already. Three and three and three, I think. In the league. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. More. <laughs> or maybe not in the league. He scored one in the yeah, he scored one against Besiktas. Um, well. I, I think that what was nice to see from Arsenal is, and I saw the that same fixture last season when Arsenal often been criticised, obviously playing the bigger sides, especially when they go a goal down and they just mm. sort of think, oh no, we're just not as good as them, are we? And they got back into it, Flamini scored and made it one all and they pushed on and they were unlucky and, and you came away thinking, well done Arsenal, that's a step in the right direction. Yeah. I think a lot of their problems is mental, aren't they? Like, yeah, exactly. Well, um, an amazing stat, this is from the Ever Brilliant Arse blog, um, he found this somewhere, it's that I think we've conceded from um, the first shot on target in every game this season wow. in the Premier League. I can remember when Manchester United were really poor last season and Arsenal still couldn't find it in them to do anything. Yeah, it, yeah it, was, it, was so, it was almost like mm. you could see everyone around 
who was watching the game could see that Arsenal are a better team. Mm-hmm. Just go out and do it. Just believe yeah. it. That's the great thing about Sanchez. He seems to think that as well. He's, yeah. he's just tearing around going, what are you doing? Yeah, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Get out of this. is how you do it. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know when we talked about those teams in the World Cup, we maybe didn't quite have the belief that they could beat the big teams like yeah. Chile and Colombia and stuff. Mm. Um, I think I like that with Manchester United mm. and some of the other big totally, teams. Yeah. I think the sort of readjusting to the idea that they can though, you know, oh, that, yeah, that we, they're competing. We, which is the point I was going to make. Or at least because attempting to. They went 2-1 up. Yeah. I mean, Wilshere had a good game. He did. He, he had a, Actually, let's single out Jack Wilshere for yeah. praise while everyone else is sort of mm. like giving him a kick in. He, he was magnificent. It's just, mm. his pace seems to be back as well. And it's just like, he's just, he looks confident. It wasn't over, overcomplicating things, which is, you know, we see it so often from players that have come back from big injuries, mm. um, you know, where they're just trying to make a mark straight away. But he's just getting his head down, ignoring the criticism, and he was just much more dynamic. And he isn't ignoring the criticism, he's chipping up about it. Well, it was, no, no, but I mean, only Jamie Redknapp's one that he responded to. And uh, wasn't it Lineker as well? No, no, it's just Redknapp's who responded to. But Redknapp's was unusually um, yeah, didn't harsh Redknapp... and after the first game of the season. And given that they play in the same position, and Redknapp had a lot of injuries in his career, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, which Wilshire pointed out. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think Jack Wilshire is obviously an excellent player. You know, Jonathan Wilson was saying recently that. Um, you know, a lot of hope was put into Jack Wilshere by the English public, thinking, "Oh, we got one of these Spanish-type midfielders, if you yeah. like." And he is only twenty-two, isn't he? Yeah, he's mm. very young still. Because there's so much spotlight. Well, there's also on that him. performance at Barcelona at the New Camp in the Champions League where he was magnificent. Yeah, so there's been a lot of hope put on him, and it's kind of people are looking at his injury, going, "Oh, he's not back to his best," or "Oh, mm. he's this," or, oh. and every move of his being scrutinised, and, and therefore Jordan Henderson has had this as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so but with Wilshire, every move's being scrutinised, and so when, sometimes when he gets the ball, he thinks, "Oh, I've got to, I've got to make everybody think I'm good again," yeah. or something like that. And, and so I he think... doesn't play it simply. He, he that plays on his mind, and he and you that will naturally cause you to make mistakes. And I think that works both ways as well. I think if he does get the ball and he makes the simple pass, be it effective or be it something that mm. just keeps the move going, people go, "Yeah, nothing special, whatever." Yeah, just that's a simple right. Ball, isn't it? So he can't really win. So it's just it is about getting your head down and just mm. contributing, well, as which much is why it was great at the right. Moments. Great for him to 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 just waltz past. Was it Cliche? Yeah, especially pleasing for yeah, an that that was that was He shoved Nasri off the ball and what quite a nice challenge mm. as well. And yeah. took his goal well. Slotted it well. I think in the new this new era that Arsenal are entering into now, where they're signing these genuine world class players. I mean, you sign players like Sanchez, who you've already you both mm. have already said is, is is a winner. You know, as it was man of the match in the World Cup final. You know, for for all the people that criticise him, he's obviously a winner as well. Mm. And what needs to happen now, I think, is Jack Wilshere needs to understand what his role is in the team. So mm. he's even playing. Not it's not necessarily second fiddle because that sounds disrespectful, but he needs to just do the basic stuff. Properly, and even it's not, it doesn't mean that he just has to give the ball to Urzel and Sanchez all the time, but he can play off the front man, he can play off Welbeck off, off Giroud, or mm. he can also use Ramsey, who's I think is a better player, a more dynamic player, yeah, certainly more at the moment, attacking yeah. player as well. We should just need to sit in there and play his role properly. Yeah. You don't, you don't ever hear like Xavi moaning about having to do that because yeah. he's got all his trophies that he's won. I do wonder yeah. how um, fixed. The midfielders' positions are at Arsenal, like because Wenger is very much exactly. He didn't even play against him. No, he didn't. But that's great because that's what squad depth is, isn't it? You can't start moaning that one of your good players isn't playing, and then do moan when they all get knackered because there's (laughs) only eleven of them. Um, But but yeah, Wenger does like to have his players having a lot of freedom and just kind of playing their own game a little bit. So I do wonder how much. Guidance Wilshire has in where he plays and what his position actually is in that sense, in terms of being disciplined. Yeah, I mean, City could have won it late on. And yeah. I tell you what, how many sighs of relief were yeah. went round the Emirates when Nazari slotted the ball yeah, and it yeah. was given offside. Sighs of relief and a lot of other words. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm um, sure, yeah. I'm putting it very mildly. It's a sort of <clears throat> different emotions for Arsenal fans, probably, because they, they did really well to go. Because I mean, when I imagine if you put yourself in the boots of, shoes of an Arsenal fan, you think, oh, you're going to go down against home to home to City, typical Arsenal. 
and you mm. come back and you think, oh, amazing, we've t- turned the corner. And then you can see it again from a set piece. Yeah, like, oh, for a, God's a, sake. A really poor goal to concede <clears> as well. Yeah, but well, is that that be- lack of belief maybe that crept in at the end, thinking... Mm. Oh, they've scored. Oh, yeah, they're better than us. Well, they're this the champions. Is normal. Yeah. Oh, bloody hell, backs to the walls and yeah, lucky absolutely. to get out of there with a point, really. Yeah, it was a great game for that reason. Oh, fantastic game, yeah. It was really good. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. City haven't started brilliantly, though, have they? No. They haven't, no, but they did this last season. Yeah, <clears> yeah. <throat> they've, got, they've got previews for this. Um, Leicester City have started pretty well, haven't they? They have. What yeah. a win away to start. I mean, Stoke win away at the Etihad. Yeah. And then they have a game against Leicester. You think, well, that's um, a given there. But uh, Joa, he's marvellous time. already starting League. to wonder how long they're going to hang on to him for. Well, I told you, I, I, don't, I, would be, I, you know, I don't want to blow me on trumpet and all that, but I did tell you he'd be <laughs> tailor-made for the Premier League. He's yeah. absolutely perfect for it. Strong, good in the air, runs hard, uh, can bully defenders and he takes his chances and when he's got players like uh, Nugent and no, Nugent's just work rate yeah, Nugent's yeah. a good link man between the midfield and the attack he's the real difference even though Joe's name's on well, the he, sheet he's taken yeah. all the goal of credit for that. That. But, then, yeah, but then they can also <laughs> I've said this before so just, I just touched on it briefly Pearson can also bring in Vardy who's got all sorts yeah. of pace and he can stretch defenders and as long as they've got that they, 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 they might just, just well be okay but they were the better team against Stoke yeah. and, and Stoke are a funny team at the they're, moment they're so organised Leicester they're just so drilled and so disciplined defensively but they've got that real spark going forward as well it's that you can see how they breeze through the championship yeah. And are just applying those same lessons to, to a much higher level. Good to and, see Cambiasso coming in. Yes, yeah. Cambiasso. Yeah, he didn't really do anything, did he, when he came on? He well, doesn't just, need to. He's Esteban Cambiasso. He's sure yeah. yeah, just sure up. Yeah. Just fantastic. Fantastic. Well done, Leicester. Marvellous stuff. Chelsea um, are looking good. Although Swansea caused them problems. John Terry own goal. Yeah. You've got to be happy with that. You, can't, you cannot be unhappy with a John Terry own goal. Everyone should get like 100 free fantasy points if that happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but if you've got Terry in the team, then you're yeah, you you lose. minus them. Yeah. <laughs> no, if you pick Terry in the team and click confirm team, you just get kicked out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then a little message comes up saying, What are you doing? Yeah. Rio Ferdinand comes up saying no. Yeah, oh my goodness, <laughs> you <laughs> idiot! <laughs> um, uh, yes, yeah, Swansea they, they did cause Chelsea problems the first half. Okay, Chelsea won out. For, yeah, but, but I think people are scared of Chelsea, rightly so. But yeah. it will be very interesting this weekend when they go away to Manchester City. Mm. City need to win that game. And Chelsea have started very well. It's just the depth, though, isn't it? I mean, obviously Chelsea Costa are conceding a, a few goals. They are, yeah. But Costa getting a hat trick and then Remy coming on, and just like pretty much yeah. like straight away. Like r- r- such a good sign in Remy. That really, they've got so much depth up front. With I mean, Drogba's the third choice. I know he's knocking mm. on now, but he knows that club so well, and he's such a battering ram when he needs to be. The yeah. scariest thing has been for me is that. The last few weeks have been talking about how Diego Costa isn't fully fit yet. No. <laughs> He's got like seven, seven goals, goals in four, in four games. games. Isn't, isn't he on for the uh, only two others? Um, have, have, have I don't think anyone's ever done that. I think that might. Oh be no, that's right. Yeah, the first time, the first man to score seven in the first four. I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he he, he just lapped up. Not even Celez. I mean, Sw- yeah, Swansea were, Swansea were okay and stuff, and they've been better than everyone, including me, thought they would be this season so far. Uh, Monk deserves credit for doing mm. for doing a pretty decent job, and he's used. Um, I think Sigurdsson's been quite good, although he's quite poor against Chelsea. But generally, he's been quite good. The thing is, Chelsea have just added goals to their game, and now they're just—it'd yeah. be very. I, listen, I thought Chelsea win the league, and I still think they won. I, I actually don't think anyone else will come close to them. Really. No, I, I, actually, I just think Man City I are too inconsistent. I kind of worry about that as well because um, the Premier League was kind of at its dullest, and I think you'll disagree if you're a Chelsea fan. But when they were just romping to it, but the type of football Mourinho was playing with them then, yeah, though, it was, it's isn't very, the very same different. Now, obviously, yeah. but, I don't know. I can remember Man United. So. I can remember Man United wrapping it up by February. Yeah, true. Yeah, very, true, very true. I mean, I, I know what you're saying. Years. Um, and, and yeah, hopefully, I just 
just it's not good for the league, whoever it is, if there's one kind of runaway leader. And mm. uh, Chelsea look in danger of being that because yeah. they're just so good. You yeah, you, you want a well balanced competitively like you know the Scottish Championship. <laughs> but um, uh, that's your lot for this week, I'm afraid, ladies and gentlemen. Well, we'll play it by you. Needed to get well, okay. Um, uh, uh, yeah, we might cut that out. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it is great that Gary Monk's in there. Um, in a club that he knows very well, kept them up and and, and really really kicked on. And uh, Swansea already they don't look like relegation fodder like no, so many I mean, other clubs. They never did. They're well no. established well, now. Yeah. That's what's amazing. Remember when they got up? What a big deal it was! Yeah. First Welsh team in the Premier League. Mm. Absolutely amazing. And they and no one really gave them a chance. Season, yeah, they? yeah, yeah absolutely. They're, they're, they're such a well-run club, and it's good to see that they can still thrive. Totally. Everyone really admires how the clubs run and how they play their football as well. Yeah. And they've got a guy. Who um, has, you know, in a sense, sort of come up through the ranks, or, or at least knows the club has played for them before, and he's in charge there. And I, I just hope that goes well, and it can be there can be real longevity in that. Well, Didn't Gary Monk used to be Cyril the Swan? No, really truth in Did he? Rumors? I, still, I don't know that. If, it, if that is the case, that would be brilliant. Was he, was he an actual wrong. monk? And I was yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> you know that um, Hugh Jenkins is the only chairman there, isn't he? It rings a bell. And he. Um, if you look at the managers he's hired, they've all really, recently, I mean, of course, they've all really con- contributed to something like Martinez and Rogers and mm-hmm. Laudrup came in and brought a League Cup in. So now it almost seems like they've got a very stable footing. And I yeah. thought, actually, when they Palazzo's hired. Well. Yeah, of course. I thought when they hired Monk, it might fall down a bit because he's quite inexperienced and yeah. stuff. And I thought, I wasn't sure whether they'd hired him through choice or whether they couldn't get anyone else they wanted. Mm. And that sounds just disrespectful to Gary Monk. And I don't mean it that way. But now it looks like he, he's, he's, it's early days, of course, but he looks like he might have, have really cracked it and shown them that he, he can do something as well. Because they look like quite a nicely balanced team. They've still got, they've kept a lot of the players. They've got Shelby's been, been good. Yep. Um, Dyer's obviously been very good. Big John. He's I, a great one for your fantasy team. But I can't believe Dyer's not been given a nod in the England. No, squad. absolutely. Yeah, yeah really well, he, Monk it. was annoyed at that because it's, Hodgson even gone to watch them play. Well, he was at the game at Chelsea, wasn't he? He was at that game. But I mean, yeah, great. Yeah. You're not going to do anything. We all know how good the Chelsea buffet is. <laughs> <laughs> I, find it, I find it extraordinary, and, it, and it, uh, that that so many England managers don't go up to, for example, the Northeast. It's yeah. quite famous yeah. for not going to, and, they, and it's just it's like outrageous, really. Because when you hear people from certain regions saying, "Oh, you know, bloody Southeast biased and all that kind of stuff," stuff like that just. Totally. Well, we're we're, we're totally it, reinforces because it, you know? at, at, at England level, we're just obsessed with picking these superstar players. We're not obsessed with picking players that do a job. Yeah, you know, you, you, England would probably be a far better balanced team if they picked some different players. Well, oh, it's yeah. picking players rather than picking a team. Isn't exactly. It? Very much so. And also, the thing I don't like about it is there almost seems like an unwritten rule that that person there is an England player. So yeah, like, yeah. It, it Nathan Dyer is a perfect example of that. He's like, never like, been an England fancy him. Yeah, and with Henderson, he's a, a good example because mm-hmm. now Henderson is considered an England player, right? And that's fine because he's in great form and he deserves it. And you know, more more power to him. But if there comes a time in a year where he's gone six months without doing anything, mm-hmm. he'll still be in every squad. Mm-hmm. He'll get picked every single time. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason that's completely counterproductive is not only because his results aren't going aren't gonna to be as good because the players aren't in form, but that player knows he's always going to be in the squad. Yeah. Like, yeah. What did Frank Lampard say when the squad was announced last week, or Steven Gerrard? Oh, it's just odd, you know, having the squad announced that I wasn't in. Well, it's a you little can, bit different for them, but I take the point you're making. But you can't say, even someone like Frank Lampard, and he'd probably admit it himself, isn't going to be at 100% peak form his whole career. Do you know what I, I mean? Know. I think Lampard is a different one. There's certainly. Um, I understand the point you're making. Though, the point is that form and talent and the application of the performances is a completely unscientific thing. There's loads of different factors to why players would be good and not good at certain times. And so to, to it's complete. Okay, maybe Lampard's a poor example because he's a great player and he he was probably a cut above everyone else. But in general, 
no one is going to be at peak form and be brilliant every single week for their whole career. So why not bring these other players mm. in? Not just because you might get a better performance out of them in a certain game or a certain style of play, but also it keeps those other players on their toes. I think yeah. actually you've got to work hard to get an international squad. Absolutely. I mean, there are sort of fringe players that get in that situation for, for a number of seasons. Players like um, Stuart Downing, really. You know, people were down on him for a long time and he did sort of come back into form a bit. But like, he was in a lot of England squads, or it mm. seems to me in memory, yeah, you know, yeah. without really doing a lot, just because like, oh yeah, well, We'll, we'll try him for a bit, you know. And there are there are countless examples of that. Yeah, I mean England is I mean, a funny old side. I mean players um, that haven't. I mean Hodgson's given a, a few players a go. He has done, and he has picked different. I mean Delft's a great example yeah. there, and he, and he has done it a little bit, but perhaps not as much. And I've already mentioned him before. I think Hodgson's certainly taken a step in the right direction with, with things like that. But we've yeah. started still talking about Swansea and then we've just got depressed about England again. Yeah. I think we're, not st- we're still not over the World Cup. Yeah, 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 true, true, true. But the, but part the, part the, the problem was that Nathan Dyer is playing very, very well yeah. and hasn't been given a nod and Ad Monk was particularly ag- aggrieved by that. And even someone like Leon Britton, whose statistics were, were really glowing in the last few years. Maybe yeah. not so much now, but they were. And he, he never got a look in as well. Yeah. So, uh, but we look forward to seeing what um, Swansea can uh, can conjure and cook up yeah. this season. And for, just to quickly last night on Chelsea, they've had a couple of games which could have been banana skins. Uh, Everton away, Burnley mm. away, Leicester at home, and they've won all of them. Nugent has scored. Mm. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, there's a man for the England squad. Maybe there's a man for all seasons. That's it <laughs> for World Cups, but mostly in... the football season. <laughs> Um, uh, another team that scored four goals on the weekend, eh? Eh? Was Southampton? They beat Newcastle four 0 didn't they? Yeah. Newcastle carrying on from last year. Oh, Pardew, yeah. the Pardew thing. <laughs> the best thing Pardew said was, "I'm pretty sure he said." Oh, you've got to give us time because we've got some new signs to bed in. Southampton had loads more new signs yeah, than Newcastle and beat them 4 0. Yeah. Oh, dear. I mean, his job it's seems just, safer now, it doesn't, does, it? doesn't it? Despite it's the bedsheets. Such a bizarre situation. Like, they're setting up websites to get rid of him and things like that. Like, it's. it's, it's Ashley just doesn't seem to care what the fans think. Well, the Mike Ashley point is, is, is interesting because. Never has a billionaire seemed so completely hapless in everything Weird, he does. It's it? odd. And so, would you then? I know they're in like, Newcastle fans are in this sort of special kind of purgatory. I might have mentioned this before that Pardew was obviously a nightmare. Yeah. Right? And I understand why they don't want him there anymore. But they must have at least half a thought that it could, if he leaves, it could actually get worse. Well, this is. Because who are they going to get in? Would you trust Mike Ashley the highest Do you think part, part of this is that Pardew had his very famous eight year deal? He did. I mean, he's. That's yeah, but I think, be an it clause, I think it had clauses in it and stuff. But Pardew does seem to have the air of a man who's going, Ugh, I d- yeah, do I really want to be Let's here? But I know, I've got, I know I've got a job that's safe. Yeah. You know people that used to work in the old public sector? Yeah. They've right. got a job there for well, years. Mike Ashley, think, ah, fine. the danger could be Mike Ashley could think, well, you know, what are all the trendy continental clubs doing? Oh, that's right. Promoting assistant managers. John Carver, you're in. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be a disaster. That would be good. I think for, I'll, for them, yeah. it'd be brilliant for this show. Yeah, of course. I think ultimately it's the, it's the wrong owner, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of people, yeah. The third coming. But Savantum were very good, and they, they defy uh, the critics, of, of which mm. I was one, saying that they might struggle this season. Tadic looks a brilliant signing. Um, Pella. Pella's Super. off the mark, scoring and goals. Schneiderlin has oh. really added goals to his what game. A I goal mean, maybe this is just a sort of, you know, glut, but... Two words for you, shop window. <laughs> <laughs> well, they wouldn't let it, they took him out yeah, of the shop window. If I carry on like this, he's thinking, I want to definitely get a move in Jan. <laughs> He wanted to move so much. I know, yeah. He, he, he took to Twitter, didn't he? Out of, ta- out of tantrum. Yeah, he did. Six, whatever it is, six years of, of hard work and ruined I'm, in half an I'm hour. done in ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. You're playing. I don't seem to mind, though. 
Uh, well, listen, if they keep scoring goals and playing well, I just really won't care. How much do you, have you got to hate someone to take your bed sheet and, <laughs> and yeah. ruin it effectively? It's and like then, what Pete yeah. said about like. And take it all the way down the road. It's like what Pete said about the kid coming in, in the morning to see his dad on the kitchen table with a big bed sheet. What are you doing, dad? Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm all of a sudden really ashamed of myself. Yeah. Although but the sad thing is they're not ashamed of themselves. Mm. No. Yeah. Well, don't worry, I'll be in the sleeping bag tonight and I'll get a new bed sheet tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah. hey, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, another team that scored four goals on the weekend, my goodness, mm. were Manchester United. They beat a very, very weak QPR side 4-0. QPR were piss poor. Oh, it's one of my, uh, I'll do one of my textbook uh, refer to the running order as it's written. Yep. United were better, but QPR were piss poor. <laughs> mm. my not my words, the words of Marcus Feller. Hey, <laughs> not my opinions, the facts. Yeah. Of everybody, <laughs> my highlight of the entire weekend was the, um, Louis Van Gaal's um, Van Gaal's match uh, post match interview after they just basically smashed QPR four 0 played really well. They, they had some some new players scoring goals. Mm. Rooney looked really really Falcao good. Cow played Falcao in the Premier League. Played, you know, you know, and the first thing that Van Gaal said in his, in, in his interview was, "We can much better." <laughs> just amazing. He did something really good for American TV because I was in the US until this morning and I watched it in the US and and. The the interviewer said to him, um, "Talk to me about the team you've picked today." So Louis Van Gaal, I don't know if it's on purpose or not. I hope it was. Mm. He just listed the eleven, just listed the names and stopped. Quality. <laughs> That's Gordon Strachan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's brilliant. That's yeah, Di Maria get his first Herrera. Ruined but I love the idea of Redknapp having a tactical conversation <laughs> before this game, and Bond or Joe Jordan ever saying to Glenn like, Hoddle. Yeah, Glenn Hoddle. So these are the players they've signed. So they've got you know, a lot more of a tech point now. So what do you want to do? I'm not play Cranshaw in the middle of a central midfield too. <laughs> yeah, you could do that. No, I'm doing it. Okay, okay. We're going to leave that there. <laughs> we'll stick a pin in that. Yeah, yeah. And we'll discuss it after the game. What's it? But when Di Maria gets the ball, what's the plan? Yeah. Nah, he's, nah. A, he's a wonderful player. He's right. a wonderful, he won't just get watch. It. He just won't watch. get it off Cranker. <laughs> he won't get it off him. Because <laughs> Red, I hate the way Poor Red old Cranker. Redknapp treats those games as like. Oh, he's, he's, yeah. he's, his league yeah. record at the Old Trafford, I think, is played 15, lost 15 in the league. Uh, of course, did that famous result against for Portsmouth against United in the Cup. Yeah. But in the league, he's what, lost every game. Which was the, the greatest robbery in the history of the FA Cup. Well, we'll talk about later. But, uh, <laughs> the, 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 the thing I'm trying to say is that he almost sets up to say, oh, well, you know, no one's going to expect us to get anything, so fuck it. You're absolutely yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. He, Can you imagine if you're a travelling fan. Yeah. You'd be, surely you'd be pissed off. But mm. I mean, Redknapp has been screaming that attitude for a long, long time. The, the, the interview he gave before this season started, where he said, "Well, to be honest with you, if we hadn't got promoted, I was thinking of jacking it all in. I was, you know, I wasn't. <laughs> I was thinking, oh, do I fancy this in the championship? It's like Jesus Christ. So you're basically saying when the going gets tough, you can't really be bothered, and yeah. the going is going to get tough this Be-er, year. Yeah. Bear in mind that he said about a year into working at Portsmouth that it would be his last job in football. Yeah. <laughs> that was like ten years ago. Last job in football in Portsmouth. Very well paid job. Until <laughs> yeah. the next time. The the um the thing with QPR is they've really got to sort themselves out because because they they got okay, they got that result at home and uh, the Charlie Justin penalty, I forget how they beat, but they obviously got a narrow win. Um but they've got uh, Stoke, Hull, yeah. Yeah, Stoke, Southampton and West Ham next three games. <clears throat> three important games for them. Mm. And especially after winning the other week as well. Yeah. Announce some momentum. Okay, yeah, the, the chances of them going up to Old Trafford even though But I think the players they I think the players that Redknapp has signed in the window, um so Crancar, Sandro, and Fur. Mm-hmm. Okay, just to use Fur started to be quite example. brightly against uh, but, but Fur Sunderland. Is, 
Yeah, but fur played a bit further forward just behind uh, Austin again at Old Trafford. Did, didn't do anything. Yeah. Like, did nothing. Fair enough, Daly Blim played and he was fantastic. Yeah. And, and you know he's, he's going to be a huge player for them. I think he's yeah. going to be one of the Premier League's best players. He's, he's fantastic player. Mm. If he sticks around, he can maintain that level of performance. Because there is a man that Jack Wilshire should be looking at. There's a most happy to just fight fires all over the pitch, do things simply, and be fantastic. Wilshere's not that mm. type of player. No, I don't think he is. But I think he can be that type of player, and I think he'd be better as that type of player. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's a waste of his uh, creative talent. But that's what everyone says, and everyone but says it's a waste of creative But I think that's a fair point. But Jack Wilshere's not a better creative player than three or four players they've got at Arsenal already. That's the point. Mm, but I don't think you can hamper his progression as that sort of player just for that reason. The career is a long time. But there's nothing wrong That's with adapting your role to fit the team you're playing no, Absolutely in. not. But I don't think... Um, Jack Wilshere's that. never going to be a better forward player than Alexis Sanchez or... No, but um, he's so, so different. Alexis Sanchez is effectively a winger and he plays further, further back into the midfield from Urzo anyway. They can certainly complement each other. I think I think I think Jack Wilshere could do a lot worse than watching a VHS tape, and I prefer that to be the format mm. of Daily Blind against QPR. Daily Blind will be fantastic this season, and he will do all the jobs that no one else. Will. Okay, of course he's a slightly more defensive player than Jack Wilshere, but there's no reason Jack Wilshere can't play that deep. I'm so are, that are you now giving Jack Wilshere homework? Yes, I am. Yeah, <laughs> that seems cu- to be the thing for him. And cut out the smoking as well, Jack. Yeah, absolutely. But, but um, I was going to say the QPR signs was what I was going to say. So the, the, the players he signed actually are typical Redknapp signings, as in the. You know, a lot of them going to be on a lot of wages. Kranjkar's probably. I mean, I like Kranjkar on the ball. He's a good player to look at, of course. Um, but it's, you know, but it's, been it's a not, while since we've seen him in the exactly. Premier League. I think his best years are probably behind him. Sandro's not been the same since his injury, and there's nothing to suggest he's going to be the same. But was it on paper that's a good signing? But why though? Because he, he was fantastic with Spurs for ages. Yeah. He got injured, and he massively went off the ball to the point where he couldn't even get in the Spurs squad. Mm. Yeah. So, so I mean that. I mean, it's not, there's no guarantee that just. It just goes back to what we were saying about England earlier. Really, there's no guarantee because he was once good, he can True, bit, maintain that uh, uh, level but again. For, but Redknapp has worked with him before, and if he thinks, you know, that it is a question of, of fitness or whatever it may be, then you can you can build mm. him up to that level. And and, and of you course, can... he shouldn't be judged on a, on a game at Old Trafford. Of course, yeah. I understand mm. that. And it'd take him a while probably. And maybe he will maintain those performance levels again. It was a good signing, but it cost a lot of money. Yeah, but I mean, Marcus makes a good point that Redknapp knows him, so maybe he knows he's taking yeah. a bit of a gamble at getting him back to that level. But he obviously understands what he's got. It, it is the point stands though. Like Redknapp's management style really looks like he's basing it on like an out of date copy of Football Manager. Yeah. Like he just he just yeah. always signs players he's worked with before, and, and very occasionally will sign another one that everyone else thinks is good. His, his scouting is absolutely shocking, and he said the other week that they're going to oh, QPR will start no problem. Well, I don't know about that. I'm yeah. Not sure about that. Well, we shall see. The may not were good. May not, uh, Rooney was superb as well. I think it's worth actually pointing out another one who's been for some criticism. Um, a stat from Match of the Day, which is he is now the third highest. Scorer in in Premier League or, uh, or joint with, joint with, with Henri, Henri, yeah, yeah. one hundred seventy five goals, twenty eight as well. I mean, he could get further up that list. Yeah, oh, you will do. Yeah, absolutely right. And do you think the competition that he's now got, because everyone's saying about oh how they're going to fit all these players in, will be good for Rooney's consistency? Because that's been the, the bane of his career. Really, he's just been such a patchy player for just his, his entire career, and maybe this will help him snap out of that because he will have so much competition. I did, I did say on a show a while ago. Um, the, the captaincy, you know, it might be the making of him. But then yeah. I sort of changed my mind, and I thought actually that's a disaster because he's not good, he's not consistent enough. But maybe this will prove that he, he can do it. But I mean, of course, the other thing is you surround yourself with such talented players, you're yeah. always going to look better. I mean, look how look how much Bale's kicked on. Yeah, yeah. You know, surround himself with players like that around Madrid. But we all yeah. knew that. Bale. Of course. But the point is, you, you know, anyone who's ever played football, you know, if you play in a better team, you'll become better. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, with Rooney. Sometimes when he, if he feels he's not in a particularly good side or he's playing with players that maybe aren't quite up to scratch... He demands he, a move? 
that's the point as well yeah. but he'll charge after the ball he'll take himself out of position he'll get frustrated he's not sharp he's not always in the right position mm. waiting for the right pass because he thinks mm. will it come will it not if he's got Di Maria in there and all these other players now yeah. he can concentrate on doing what his Lumin job is and understandably at times for England as well he gets frustrated and starts dropping deep and, uh, and all that kind of stuff so Rooney you like Rooney to be given a designated role and, and he needs the to be comfortable in his own skin to go and just do that and Which just is, worry about his own game I'll tell you what he needs to do as well I don't disagree with that but he needs to take his fitness more seriously mm. and he needs to sort his attitude out and he needs to take a bit of as you've just touched on take a leaf out of someone like Di Maria's book Look what you can achieve mm. if you work so hard and you take your fit seriously and stuff to, like that. To be fair, though, Rooney's had a good start to the season. Yeah. He was good for yeah. England as well. So I hope it continues. I, doing these I, I, you know, look, there's nothing more... When Rooney was at his peak, there's nothing more exciting to see. Yeah. It could be because he's got a great combination of brilliant British strengths, like strength, uh, work rate when he cares, a uh, good athlete... Uh, when he can, when he can do it, swearing, um, good in the air, just just a really fierce competitive yeah. spirit, which is sometimes undermined by people like us. It's oh yeah, it's not all about that; it's about sure. ability. Mm. But that is part of it. But he's also got the continental type. He can go past the player. It's technically, he's great. technically very good. So I mean, I, when he combines both those things to to great effect. It's not a better player around to watch, I don't think. Yeah. I just hope he can do that again. And lots of people think that he might not be able to now because he's he's peaked already. Well, he certainly started well. Yeah, he has done. He's started very well. Mm. Uh, before we move on um, to the, the championship, it was nice to see Alan Shearer having a go at Lukaku. Um, yeah, I mean, what are you even playing football for if you don't want to score? You know, if you don't want to score goals, he's not happy about scoring goals. He, he apologised to the West Brom fans when he scored. No, he was only there on, on loan, wasn't he? A season, I think. Yeah, yeah. maybe slightly longer. But uh, yeah. the thing is, if you love, we've West, said this before. But if you love, it was West just Brom nice so to see uh, said on match of the day. I thought, thank goodness. Well, I like Lukaku. He's a good player. That's fantastic. Yeah, he's well, he's a great player. In fact, but listen, mate, West Brom are the team that you clearly considered belief you before because you didn't sign for them permanently. You, you wouldn't entertain the idea of going to play for them. Yeah. So why do you care? I can imagine Frank Lampard not celebrating against Chelsea. Yeah, because yeah, he played from his whole career. No, but, yeah. no, no. no yeah. it, don't celebrate. You know, just walk back to the halfway line, not not waving your arms around. Fine. Yeah. Do but, not apologise for yeah. something that it's, you meant yeah. to do. Don't yeah. make a show of not celebrating. Yeah. That's the thing, isn't it? It's an anti-celebration. Yeah. If someone said to me, you can either do the um, apology celebration the really earnest, horrible apology celebration, or you can do the other boy or leg it up to the Arsenal fan. Oh, I'd take that every day of the week. Time. Yeah, because it's f- much more entertaining. Of course it is. Do you yeah. mean if Adebayo was playing in different games, just run into the Emirates? He's not even involved. <laughs> yeah. just, I've just scored a goal, you knob. He'll be back in a couple hours. Yeah, he's got to go down the, down the <laughs> M1. When you said different games, I thought you meant at the actual game. So like he's playing a game of chess and wins and he's off to the Emirates <laughs> to get rude. Yeah. Anything. Every time Adebayo does something good, even in the home, he legs yeah. it to the Emirates. <laughs> up yours. Yeah. Just made himself some eaten mess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Notoriously tricky. Um, uh, let's go to the championship um, the Brian Clough derby uh, Nottingham Forest 1 Derby County 1 British Sombolonga's had a great old time he's just he has a great old name surely well he's a great name he's, he, great striker he's born Premier to League. score born to score Premier League we'll see I mean he's, he's, he's scored goal he's not found his level yet like How I said to you about Vardy and, and mm. other players like that they've stepped up the leagues and have not really found their level a level beyond them yet he's, yeah, he's a good goal scorer I really like that player Mikel Antonio you seen him yeah plays for uh, Sheffield Wednesday for a bit he scored quite a few already this season, I think, yeah, for Forest. He, he looks like he a good player. He didn't quite tasty Forest. Um, I mean, they'll be a little bit annoyed that they didn't win that after going ahead and having such great momentum. Mm. Um, but they're you know, still top of the league. At the, at the time of recording, of course, there's full fixtures, um, midweek fixtures uh, this week. Um, Derby haven't quite got going yet. Uh, well, they're mid-table or something. F- oh, it's funny, they're five points behind, but they're only 10th. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's very early on. Yeah. 
<laughs> already. Every day, yeah, exactly. They're, they're already shaping up. Yeah. They're already getting information. Um, apparently all the way along the A52 road between the two cities, Forest fans had put up pictures of Bobby Zamora um, on all the signposts so Derby fans could see him on the way. <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> you know, obviously the man who denied word Derby. To, yeah. Words of the wise. Yeah. Words of Nottingham Forest, right? Two, I've never heard of a trophy being dished out in September. And two, <laughs> Stuart Pierce is your manager. Mm. He could do very well. He's doing well. well. He is doing well. Yeah. But we all know... Even if I'm the only one in this room to admit it, we all know that when it goes wrong, and it is a when, it will go very wrong indeed. Forest fans, get and it time. He's and it called may not be, Psycho. And it may not be he's called Psycho. He may have five seasons of great success there, but it will go wrong at some stage. Hang on a minute. You get five seasons of great success. Oh, I think, I think they'll be, be happy with that, mate. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's yeah. what I'm saying. But what I'm saying to you is it will go wrong spectacularly. At some stage, with Stuart Pearce as your manager, and I happen to think it'll be March, April time next season. I said uh, next next year. I said that to you already. You did, yeah. Um, You're but, pushing it to April now. You said March. I uh, know. Yeah. I, re- I, I mean, it's right. a bold prediction, and I admire you for. I'll have it. to consult my algorithm if you could. <laughs> <laughs> if you could, um, Nottingham has been voted England's uh, 2015 City of Football. Oh yeah, because I think Portsmouth were gunning for that. They did. They thought yeah. of uh, Manchester and Portsmouth yeah. to take the crown for its efforts yeah. to get people playing the game more in the East Midlands. Mm. Um, they've got a month-long football f- uh, festival and creating playing opportunities in more urban areas. Well done, Nottingham. Good for them. Mm. Good yeah. stuff. There we are. Should we go abroad? Let's. Let's go abroad to the league. Uh, Barcelona beat Athletic Bilbao two 0 Neymar got a double. Mm. He got a brace. They've they've uh, they've won all three of their opening games. Barcelona. Compared to Real Madrid, I don't think they've conceded two. a goal, which might be a La Liga record. Is that right? I think so. I mean, they're looking steady, aren't they? They're not looking fantastic, but they're looking decent, mm. I mean, winning winning games. It took a little while to make the breakthrough, but they did. And it must be quite strange for them, because they know that in um, however many weeks it is, or even months, that Luis Suarez will be back. Yeah. Yeah. He'll go straight into Isn't that starting first 11. game against Madrid? Real Madrid? Is, I believe yeah, so. Yeah. How convenient. Superb, yeah. Manier has been excellent mm. deputising so yeah, there's, I, a, there's some depth there as well but it is strange isn't it to know that you're, you're, you're playing your game you're playing football and then this big old player yeah. I was nearly going to say Galactica but of course that's the other lot um, this fantastic marquee signing is about to come in and, and Messi and Neymar especially must be looking around thinking okay How's this gonna? How's this? How's he gonna fit in? At the same time, though, if you're a player of that age at a club of that scale, you've got to realistically look at your career and go, look, at this stage in my career, I'm only really gonna pl- play if one of the front three is maybe injured or suspend. Ah, yeah. ah they, there you go. Yeah. I'll just bide my time. Yeah, that's right. Matter of time. Yeah, it? I'll get at least ten starts this season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, funny old one. I, I did like what uh, Athletic Bilbao manager Ernesto uh, Valverde said. Uh, obviously, but Neymar scored a couple late on. They played well, Bilbao uh, Athletic, and he said games at the at the Camp Nou never end. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you do exactly. Yeah. Such a great sentiment. Having a dig. Having yeah. a dig. No, but it's not like it was. It was Fergie time with six yeah. minutes of injury time. They scored yeah, three yeah. goals. Um, it just you can imagine you hanging on. Yeah. You've got deep constantly. into the second half. <sighs> yeah. Everyone's knackered. Yeah. It's like when yeah. at the um, when Portsmouth won the FA Cup in two thousand and eight. Um, when it, we were one 0 up on it, and and you know at Wembley Stadium at the big games they stop the clock. I don't say how so the referee yeah, will say yeah. four minutes. Yeah, so I think it was four minutes, and the clock just stops at ninety. Yeah, I think and, they do that in a lot of grounds. And I remember vividly standing there going, "Come on, yeah, this has got to be it now. Yeah, got to be." It. And I looked down, and it literally been like twenty seconds. Mm. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It goes so slowly. Yeah. So I understand how he feels. <laughs> yeah. um, the Madrid derby at Leti. Yeah, straight back. Don't care about reputation, do yeah. they? Straight back on the wagon. Really, is a brilliant record for that. A brilliant result for them because their record before Simeone come along against Real Madrid mm. at the Bernabeu shocking yeah, yeah. terrible well, against uh, Madrid in, in general yeah 
and and to, to have lost the the European Champions League final. So cruel. Yeah, but they're at just the total end. warriors, aren't they? Yeah, but but yeah. I'm saying to lose it at the end and then to lose crucial players, yeah. there would be a worry thing. I mean, he said, and look how much Real Madrid was strengthened as well. Exactly. Yeah. And he w- he said, you know, we're we're playing for third this season, which you can understand what what he means by that. I'm sure he'll go into the players and say, don't you for a second play for third, play for third, otherwise you'll be answering to Big Burgos. Yeah. Um, yeah. But. But to, to have that game so early on, as you say, with with I mean, the, Madrid's front six: Modric, Cruz, Ronaldo, James Rodriguez, Bale, and Benzema. Yeah, absolutely obscene. Yeah, I mean, similar to last season, of course. Obviously, they've they've changed one or two names. Um, but to go away from home and to win, it's it's such a shot in the arm for them. Mm. I mean, you know, Thiago scores first. What odd goal that! A, a standing header yeah. in the near post. Yeah, good, ne- good, good neck muscles. Well, yeah, but he stood, he stood still. He didn't need to leap. He didn't mm. need to run. He stood still and nodded in a goal. Real Madrid will always make stupid mistakes like that. This is why it passes. Yeah, you'd yeah, be going crazy. So much constant pressure on them. Mm. Mm. But then, then Ronaldo scored a penalty. And Arda Turan, it's great to see him back. Such a crucial yeah. man. He missed. Uh, yeah, he injury, got injured yeah. right at the end yeah. of last season. He's got a lot of Turkish change. playmaker. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and the and the, the, the dummy to uh, to lay it on for him. Yeah, because the dummy looked really clownish, didn't it? Yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. looked like he genuinely messed it up. And I loved Turan's sort of non celebration, not in a not in the way we're talking about with yeah. Lukaku. Just like yeah, no big deal, easy. Yeah, yeah that's right. But they, but in a weird way though, that actually there's I, I, whether he meant this or not, goodness knows. Um, but actually, if you score a goal fairly late on, an important game like that, where Real Madrid were probably the better side, they were yeah. certainly, and they've got a lot of firepower to slot the ball away. If you go then go crazy and you're running around, yeah. Psychologically, to slot it in and go, all right, lad. Yeah. Same, still well, the same. Nil, nil, still nil, nil. You know, it's you almost put, like I completely that, agree with you because if you, it almost not only makes you convince yourself that you've won it. But it, it translates that to that sort of transfers to everyone else in the yeah. team, and, and, and also you, it physically exhausts you. To, yeah. I mean, you see players run faster in a celebration than I ever do on the pitch. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's that's probably part of why we see so many goals conceded straight after goals have been scored. Pippo and it's Inzaghi. interesting as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, Simeone is obviously it. serving his band still, and he was up in the in the heavens. But you could see him as the goal went in, going, "Calm down, calm down, calm down." Yeah. So obviously there are other players doing that as well. And that's that kind of drip plus like, who is that there? Yeah. Who's that, that hypocrite telling me to calm <laughs> yeah, down? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice to see Griezmann playing for Atleti. He's quite a lot. Um in Serie A. Uh, big scores are back. Yeah, Jim, bloody hell. Palmer 4, Milan 5. Oh, my word. Two sendings off. Ridiculous. Yeah, I, like this, uh, I like this Cassano thing you were saying. Yeah, about. well, um, which was, of course, on the Ramble website. Um, mm. Filippo Inzaghi's men uh, are taking a leaf out of his book. Just score. Score as many goals <laughs> yeah. as you can. Yeah. And really enjoy them. Don't mm. worry about it. Yeah, the first one went in, and there was a little, uh, not a bundle, but a celebration over in the touch in the, uh, by the, the dugout. And you think, well, hey, calm yourself. There's another eight to go here. Did anyone feel like De Siglio should not have been given that own goal? No, that's so harsh on him. <laughs> exactly. Oh. He's done nothing wrong. Yeah, but no. that's the way it is. It's, we spoke about, was it last week, we mentioned Gary Neville yeah. having an own goal away to Croatia. It was so much further it, out than that, though. He yeah. looked devastated, didn't he? He seemed yeah. to immediately know that it was the universe have been unfair to him to in be some way. ultra like technically critical Diego you, Lopez you, flapped yeah but you are brought up to not pu- 
do a back pass in line with the goal. Yeah, that and also it tricky. was it had some real pace on it. <laughs> the keeper should be doing that. I know. Yeah, to Lopez when I know, that happened. I know. Really, really weird. But the you goal, think he was the guy who was keeping Casillas out of the team yeah. at Real Madrid for some yeah. long time. Yeah, because yeah, he was back in before the game. Antonio Cassano. Uh, there, he was in the tunnel, obviously, and Ignazio Abate was shouting to the Milan players, "Come on, boys!" Because <laughs> apparently, this is again the wonderful Kelly uh, doing the latest on the Ramble website, mm-hmm. Ramble dot com, um, put up there that apparently Cassano turned around and went, "Abate, shut up for fuck's sake!" <laughs> <laughs> in the tunnel. Yeah. That is amazing. That's absolutely hilarious. It's brilliant. But Jeremy Menez's second goal, my oh, word, it's going to be one of the best goals we'll see. Which won Europe the game. Season. Yeah, it's beautiful. Nipped it past the keeper. Yeah. Sort well, of it was a, a bad back pass, yeah. and he got on the end of it, and sort of facing well with the goal to his left, he just back heeled it in. Yeah, oh. it was a decisive goal, wasn't it? I mean, Absolutely it was, delightful. Did it make it five three? I think it yeah, did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they kept getting sort of pegged back, Milan, yeah. but they were n- nearly always in front. But but Bonero was sent off for Milan when they were three two up. Yeah, and yeah. there was still De- a handful of goals, goals through, through though, didn't he? To get oh, that De Jong's fourth. goal yeah. was classic. I, De Jong. I, I didn't. I thought to myself. Is that that De Jong? Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> the pace on him. Yeah, yeah but classic De Jong, he set himself up with a tackle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You it's can like, almost just hear as the goalkeeper went out, De Jong just going, no, yeah. this yeah. is a goal but, now. But wonderful composure. To, to run that length with the ball, with the defenders hot on your heels, yeah. Yeah. not to o- take an extra touch it's or like overhit it. unit though, isn't he? Brilliant. It's expert De Jong tackle to get it going. Yeah. Like, a friend of mine, uh, we worked out one season, he played for the same team, that... I think he got put five times in the season. We worked out we could remember that every single one, every single booking was down to him having to make a tackle after a poor first touch. <laughs> just lunging. You know what it's like? Just lunging yeah. and yeah. getting a yellow. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant stuff. Torres was, was injured. Yeah, he was. So he yeah. wasn't in there. How's he going to get back into a side that's scoring five goals? And in all defence. Um, yeah. Inter did well. won 7-0 again, yeah. didn't they? They, they, they beat Sassuolo uh, 7-0. They beat them 7-0 away yeah. last year and they've beat them 7-0 at home this um, year. Daniel's Valdo got a couple. That heartwarming for Southampton fans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he can't believe his luck back over there. I quite like the Inter midfield with Gary Medell in there with Hernanes, the Brazilian, and the mm. young Croatian, Matteo Kovacic. Yeah. That's quite nice. Yeah, it's that. nice. Yeah, it's nice. Look very very to, continental. Look forward to that. And uh, obviously, um, uh, Walter Mazzari. Mazzari. Uh, Mazzari, yeah, thank yeah. you. Sorry, yeah. yeah. I was going to say Matarazzi, yeah, but he's yeah. gone. No, no. Yeah, yeah. The Matrix. Um, yeah, because last season he didn't quite, uh, I suppose, click with the team. You know, did wonderful stuff at Napoli. So hopefully this year uh, Inter can kick on. At Roma beat uh, Empoli 1 0 away. Not a shocking result that but some are saying that Roma are perhaps Juventus only um, real challenges this season but under Allegra Juve probably won't be as strong yeah it's no, going to be interesting they won't. They won't. I love Empoli Stadium it just seems really 90 still half think- full yeah, the sunset on it. <laughs> oh, is, it is it way too big? Yeah, yeah massively that, too 90, big. It's sorry, running Sunday track. Is, it's way too big for them, and yeah. the crowd are miles away from the pitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but still way more passionate than fans that would be like on the pitch yeah. in most countries. Mm. Um, uh, uh, can I talk to you about Gunsy and the Red Bulls? Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah. Briefly just I thought that might have been your highlights of the week. Oh no, that's because I'll, I'll leave that bit to the listeners. No, okay, fair uh, but, um, enough. But I don't think me going to Red Bulls was any of their highlights of the week. All if right. it was, they haven't made. No, but we all have a personal one, of course. Of course, I think that. Yeah, I would like to tell you that New York Red Bulls against DC United was a really good game. Yes. And uh, New York Red Bulls um, won 1-0. Last one was pretty much last kick of the game. But what I want to tell you about is this really funny moment that happened. One of the funniest things I've seen at a football game, right? <laughs> I was standing... Uh, I haven't told you this already, have I? So just for the benefit of the listener, I, I, I promise this is so good. I'm on the edge of my seat. Yeah. <laughs> so DC United manager is a manager called Ben Olsen, I think. He's a tracksuit manager. Really, um, really sort of like animated. Danish? 
I'm not, no, I think he's American. Okay. He certainly seems American. I haven't checked that. But anyway, he's really animated. He's always up on his feet, always in the technical area, mm. waving his arms around, all that sort of stuff, right? And I think halfway through the first half, um, DC United had a man sent off for a late tackle. I didn't, I didn't see it. was miles away from where I was sitting and I haven't seen it back. But a lot of people seem to suggest it was a dodgy red, that he shouldn't have gone, that he mm. shouldn't have walked. But of course, they had to play like two thirds of the game. With, um, with with ten men, and Ben Olsen got really pissed off. Like he was like throwing his arms around. You could hear him shouting. Mm. He was like properly angry, like a real apoplectic Diego Simeone type <laughs> rage. Yeah. And then this, and we were right behind the benches. Yeah. And this guy, this American guy, New York Red Bulls fan, behind me. That's oh, right, next to me, behind the bench. Yeah. Just starts going, coach. Coach, 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 <laughs> coach. He did it about 15 times till Ben Elson turned around. And when Ben Elson turned around, he just went, Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I was no. like, that is the most annoying thing you could do. It is so good. And, I, 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 and I'm, not, I'm not joking. He said coach so many times, I actually was thinking, I actually had time to think, like, what's he going to do? Yeah. What's he going to do? Yeah, He's yeah, not yeah, leaving yeah. this. What's he going to do? <laughs> it is so good. But I have to say thanks to Andy Redman, who, who, who took me out there and, and showed me a really, really ruddy good football time. Yeah. So that was great. But yeah, and New York Red Bulls scored last kick of the game. They, they bang on the door all game. Did Olsen go mental? Uh, he was, oh my God, he was on his knees. He was <laughs> gutted, absolutely gutted. It was good though. It was good to see Thierry Henry um, yeah. shouting and moaning a lot. Sure. Marvellous <laughs> yeah. scene. Mm. Great stuff. Nice one, Luke Halls. Yes. Um, well, uh, uh, before we um, go to uh, the, the mystery voiceover, we've got a couple of things to clear up. Switzerland. Um, in Switzerland, uh, Retta Felder, the goalkeeper for FC Murray, might consider legal action after opposition supporters urinated in his water bottle. Oh, I heard mm. about this, yeah. Wow. Yes. Now, Felder... <laughs> I did love what Felder said at the incident. You know when a man is, is, is seriously wound up. They yeah. come out... They either effing blind or they say quite... Not profound things about it, but they yeah. they say um, they use quite old, older sort of language yeah. that older people might might yeah. not say. He said, "This is just primitive filth." <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, yeah. which is great. It's actually really horrible. It's, it Gross. is horrible. Yeah. Well, it's disgusting. He said, "I took one sip and realised that it was warm, but I thought it was because it was in the sun. But by the second sip, I realised something was wrong." Oh, I think, oh yeah. no! Not nice, but the it? incident actually is being investigated, rightly so, because they're serious. People putting stuff into players' water bottles might not be so trivial next time well, yeah, apparently it happened in World Cup 90 didn't it yeah. Argentina Brazil well allegedly allegedly Mar- Diego said it did didn't he? well Maradona used to have his own chat show yeah. in uh, in Argentina and there was a section of the show which was Diego's stories or something yeah. like that and he would tell all these, these funny stories Diego's he- libel yeah. <laughs> yeah are they memories are they hallucinations <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How not he doesn't even yet. know. <laughs> Everything is open to interpretation. He interviewed Pele on that show. That's right, he did. Yeah. Yeah. And it was all seems- Pele was the first guest, I think, wasn't okay, it? Okay, right. But uh but yeah, he he did mention that apparently a couple of Brazilian players their their water was tampered with in mm. the nineteen ninety yeah. uh, second round World Cup match. Um, and talked about the effects of being a little tired, but mm. uh, but I, I did uh, the, the, I did have to laugh at what Felder said when he kind of just summed it up because it, it, it is really really bad and obviously that's shocking behaviour for the supporters. But he just said the mere thought of drinking piss is unbearable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's something we can all get behind. Yeah, something we can all get behind. Um, uh, so uh, so there we are. Uh, a few bits of uh, well, while we're in Switzerland, we might as well go to FIFA House. Yeah, let's go home to FIFA. That's right. Seventy-eight year old Sepp Blatter. He's standing for a fifth term as president um 
Get this right. I, when I read this, I couldn't believe it. Seb's been FIFA president since 1998. Six, That's half of my life he's been yeah. 16 years of glory. Yeah. <laughs> that is absolutely shocking, isn't it? Blatter said that uh, his mission is not finished. He's genuinely, he's after a Nobel Peace Prize. Yeah. yeah I know That's what it is, yeah. yeah. That is it, isn't it? Yeah. Jerome Champagne will challenge him. I love that. If the new head of FIFA is called Mr. Champagne, yeah. that is the most appropriate thing in the Has world. Has he got the bottle for it, Jim? <laughs> Hello, I am here to ruin your game. <laughs> Even <Brilliant>. more. <laughs> <laughs> you think that guy was bad? <laughs> um, elsewhere on the international uh, footballing scene, the, the Russian FA are considering buying players from, from the I love the this idea. It's really yeah, weird. From the players' respective clubs in the season before the World Cup, so they'll be well drilled before the tournament starts. The team would actually participate in Russia's top league in the 2017. It's a really good idea. It's a strange one, though, isn't it? Because surely no one can come in and out. Like, yeah, exactly. Can I just clarify that? It's a really good idea for entertainment purposes. Uh, yeah. For the football yeah. ramble. Yeah. It's a fabulous it's idea. It's almost like it was developed with us in mind. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of heads it sounds of the like game. an answer to the opening question. How would you improve the international team? <laughs> I would love to know what Mr. Champagne thinks about this yeah. idea. Well, right? maybe if he, if he defeats Blatter, highly unlikely. Yeah. Uh, he will get his mm. say. Um, and, and just to finish off, Brazil striker Fred, who retired from international football two months ago, has come out of international retirement. He's available for selection again. Yeah. I was told, uh, maybe you chaps know, that apparently if you email the FA, and they won't want me to say this, saying that you've declared um, you're, you're retiring from international football, apparently they have to give you a response. Everyone do this. Please, everyone do this. And tweet tweet your photos. (laughs) So if that is true... That's a call to arms, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Fred, Fred has not done this very well because people haven't forgotten yet. Yeah. No. <laughs> you think Fred's just gone back into the Brazilian A, like Brazilian FA, dragging the corpse of a lion, going, yeah. like, I finally did it. <laughs> I finally killed a lion to play for Brazil. You've got to let me now. Yeah. I've no idea, Jim, but he's back and not better than ever. It's like, you know, when um, dictators go into live in exile? Yes. They don't come back over two months. <laughs> no. So they, t- they give it a while. No, Fred no, was quite an, that bad. If there's an election coming <laughs> did up. Did you see him? Did you yeah. see the semi final? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Right, now it's time for Pete's mystery voiceover game. Yeah, we don't have a mystery voice this week because Pete's not here and yeah. he's the only one who has the requisite skills to be able to perform it. That's so, right. Um, but we can give you the update of last week's show, which of course I wasn't on, and it was in fact... Actually, I'll read the names up first. Simon Lewis, James Baglin, Ian Heath, William Allen, Brett Sterling, Dan Baldwin, Dan Goodfellow, David Otherhead, Lee Jones, Kieran Bradley, Dan Bamber, Dan Clegg and Mark Kersop. All, all correctly, you guessed that it was Kevin Keegan speaking German. Put a Mannschaft bauen, yeah? It's good. Yes, all friends of the Ramble Officially. Now. Well done, you guys. Yeah, so we'll so, have... yeah, more of that when Pete's back. Absolutely. In a week or two or Absolutely. There we go. So there you are, Kevin Keegan speaking German. Ladies and gentlemen, who would have mm. thought that something like that could happen? Um, now it's time for your footballing highlights of the week with Luke Moore. Yes, it is. Hi, guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll just go through these really quickly because we've done quite a long show already, it feels like. Um, Harry Redknapp claiming that he didn't recall Rob Green having a save to make in the first half against Man United. He did, mate. He just didn't bother saving them <laughs> three times. <laughs> That's from Deke Hardman. I think he's a regular wow. con- uh, contactor of the Ramble. Yeah. So what well on to him. Uh, Mike 
Wood says, Lazar Markovic's hair. It's a long time since we had such a pure example of 90s Eastern European mop, and I, for one, welcome its return. I, totally I think he looks a bit enough. like Alberto Aquilani. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Always a good thing. Mm. Uh, Andy Redman, no, no less. The guy who took me to New York Red Bulls. Wow. I, I just completely grabbed this one by, by a random coincidence. Uh, he says, has to be Roy King's beard, literally or figuratively. It must be hiding something. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Mm. Uh, what else have we got here? This is quite a nice one from Dave Jedro. Hi guys, I'm living a lifelong dream. I travelled from Australia to watch Chelsea win at the bridge and I scored, got a, I saw a Costa hat-trick. That's quite nice. That's yeah, what yeah, football's that's all about. Right. Yeah, isn't exactly, it? yeah. And sometimes, you know, we can be a little bit all Chelsea, the big nasty boys, but there you go. It's a nice positive. Um, we'll end up with a couple of a couple of well, that, I hope they adopt that as like yeah. a, a, a you know, logo. The big nasty boys. <laughs> <laughs> what about this for a name? McKinley F. Claybow. He's, cool. wel- he's welcome. He says, I had a dream that Pete slash Diggory Donaldson gave me a chess set with melted plastic soldiers on it as some sort of <laughs> ominous warning terrifying mm, that is not related to the fact that Pete isn't here this week <laughs> but uh, no doubt he is playing mm. some sort of weird chess in South Korea or Japan um, yeah probably uh, Andrew Pizzle says um, Pizzle I, yeah I like being called out for a fight and being called a fucking cunt by Newcastle <laughs> assistant manager John Carver <laughs> Yeah, uh, okay. Mark Moorhead says John the loose cannon carver offering out New York uh, Newcastle United football club fans pre-match holding up banners supporting the sack Pardew campaign Mr Pardew after spending another 90 minutes hiding in the dugout then proceeded to blame said fans for the team's defeat that's nice isn't it Brilliant. that's sort of PR page one that that is mm. yeah and I'll finish with this one eight years that contract yeah I know yeah. they're not going to forget it um, Shane Wilkinson says uh, this is the last one here the complete overreaction by 99% of media outlets on Manchester United's victory over QPR. Also, the recent revelations from Rio Ferdinand, the real reason the players didn't give a shit was a total ban of chips before a match. We know chips go well with food like burgers, which incidentally can be found at a barbecue. Basically, what I think Rio was saying is that the mm. whole 2013-14 mm-hmm. Manchester United squad wanted to attend a Lee Sharp barbecue yep. on a regular basis. Yep. Yep. That's the only sensible conclusion they to draw are, from absolutely. that, Shane. Well, Van Hals maybe with you. brought back the Lee Sharp barbecue. I think he might have done. Yeah. Mm. I, mean, well, I haven't seen Lee Sharp for a while, so he's probably been a... Uh, but look at the results, mate. He's been smoking some ribs. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness you said ribs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That is the end of the show. If you want to get in touch, the uh, email is the show at thefootballramble.com. The Twitter is at footballramble. And the website is thefootballramble.com. As I say, get over there because um, Kelly does a marvellous job with the latest section and you can see all sorts of wonderful things, such as Antonio Cassano having a go at uh, Ignazio Abate in the tunnel. Oh, by the way, just a little note that um, next week we'll give you pre-warning it's going to be the first time on the Ramble that it's going to be just two of us um, due to Pete being away and obviously uh, uh, Jim's um, been summoned somewhere. Mm. Uh, so so it's just going to be Luke and I. We're going to have a go. Mm. But why don't uh, we were thinking if you want to email us stuff that you want us to talk about or... Yeah, email us, tweet or Facebook, any subjects or questions you've got questions ridiculous and, or and we can maybe tailor the show because it's something a little bit different for, for one week only mm. we can sort of tailor the show around what you guys want to hear rather than the stupid stuff that we think is good so or if you don't guys. fancy any of that yeah. then uh, skip the downloads for a week <laughs> but make sure you subscribe no, still the... download. oh yeah sorry yeah, just yeah, don't yeah. listen um, and it's show at the footballramble.com or the twitter is at footballramble or yeah. facebook.com for footballramble I'll probably put a little reminder up on the social media for you to do that mm. if you want to do it and, and we'll pick out some ones and chat about that marvellous stuff there there you go. Say goodbye, Jim. Goodbye, Jim. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. And goodbye from me.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky, smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a woman-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A malibu.com code SUMMER. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.